0: on tonight's episode of the superhero show show we'll find out if we have any time to discuss lucifer the umbrella academy winona erp and the best supporting actress winner because it's smallville time again motherfuckers all that and more on the all-new superhero show show up nerds welcome to the superhero show show the only show on the internet where we review every live action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property my name is cassie and i am here to be your humble yet amazing host for this episode and i'm here to just guide us through this land of comic book tv to make sure that i look better though and help me out i've brought some friends along so here with me as always is my good friend ryan
1: now, when you say uh, make you look better, do you mean, because we have so, Mike and I have so much information about comic books and comic book TV, or do you mean, like, physically, because our, I, I'm going to say, I've already seen Mike, I know you haven't bring him out, brought him out, but uh, mm-hmm. our hair is fucking stellar tonight, and just standing in between us, Cassie, you look phenomenal, but it's mostly our hair.
0: Well, that was actually, like, I meant it in a crueler way in that, like, by comparison, I would look better next to you guys. But, like, you guys do have the info and your hair is looking on point, which I do appreciate the comment also to me. So now I feel like an asshole. So, yes, exactly what you said, Ryan. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it's when a group of sixes stands next to each other so they look like tens.
0: Yeah, like 100%. It's that group power.
2: Also, that's Mike. I'm here, yeah. I I (laughs) was hearing everything from behind the curtain. I decided to just walk out. I had things to contribute. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I appreciate that you take initiative, and that's so good of you.
2: Rating also, people numerically is dead, right? Like that doesn't happen anymore.
0: Yeah, for sure. But I feel like you can rate people numerically, like voices, like for a podcast form. I feel like we could rate each other numerically on our voices.
1: I agree, and I would like to do <laughs> that each other. Uh, I would Who say let's that guy? let's not numerically rate each other. Uh, let's uh, like the MPAA rate each other. Right? Okay. So I would say that I'm a fucking rock and roll PG-13 guy.
2: Mm -hmm. You're allowed to say fuck once. You just did it. Uh, And you show a nipple every once in a while.
1: And I will show a nipple every once in a while. And that's kind of my thing. And please don't steal it. Mike, you are uh, obviously rated R. um, Thank you. For Mm -hmm. racism. And then I would say that Cassie bounces back and forth between G and NC-17.
2: Yeah, it's... (laughs) In the '80s, when it was crazy, it's like here's a G-rated movie. Yeah, they did say the N-word, and you saw way too many genitalia. So it depends <laughs> on if it, you're watching it in the '80s, it's still G-rated. But if you're watching it now, you're like, no kid should watch this
3: kids movie. Why in
1: movies like Bambi would like a skunk, a rabbit, and a deer all have a conversation, and then at the end of the scene, they would all stand up and just wave their genitalia around?
3: Like it was.
0: <laughs> you know cause... why? Walt, Walt Disney had a strong influence during that time.
2: And he was like, I've seen animals do this. We're going to put it in.
0: <laughs> this is basically not Geo. He was teaching the children, essentially, is what all he was doing.
1: Cassie, I have a question. Fuck, this yeah. might be for Mike, too. Cassie, do you remember something called clamshells?
0: Mike, do you no. remember,
1: like, if you had Bambi and it was like in a clamshell, do you know what that means? No, as far as, like, VHS oh, marketing goes. the
2: giant, thick, like, puffy plastic that would open up. Not that is it, part, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cassie, do you remember any of that know- at all?
0: I do know that. I just didn't know like that was the name. But yeah, there was still like I had all of the like all my Rugrat DVDs were in those. <laughs> I remember opening those up. <laughs> for sure, it,
1: your DVDs were in clamshells, man.
0: Yeah, they were I just was getting super scratched
2: and bouncing around because she just shoved them in, into VHS clamshells.
0: I just wanted to be like a hipster kid. I was trying to start it early back then, and uh, nobody picked up on it. Nobody thought it was as cool as I did.
1: Are you guys old enough to have to make that decision for either music or movies, where you were like? My cases will go in the trash. I'm going to put everything, all my discs in a binder. And I'm going to say goodbye to all of this plastic.
2: Yeah, my uh, walls in my room in high school, I would tape the liner notes like all around. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, and then I'd have a fat binder of like 200 CDs.
0: That was, I had, I put mine up on the wall. My mom was very OCD and she cut out each of them. So the little flap that was next to the like CD had all the cd information and it had to be all alphabetical it was wild and then mine were just up on the wall
1: oh wow i've never been more turned on by your mom cassie than right this minute
0: <laughs> this is, well this, mean, is now turned, this is now my absolute hell my own personal hell <laughs> and speaking of hell for the main event tonight i just gotta cut this off we are talking about the lucifer lucifer season five premiere but before that we're going to talk about some smallville in the bullpens and also some 50 awards are here for the first bullpen of this episode where we are talking we are continuing our talk about smallville because we absolutely love it we jumped ahead to some later seasons though to see the development so mike can you catch us up
2: certainly in the back half of smallville there are more heroes and more clarky angst as he teams up with a budding justice league and doesn't want to think about all the memories going to homecoming will bring up from high school taste buds ask you this How does Clark's evolution work from the early seasons we jump through? And can a television show ever tackle the amount of mythology from decades of comics successfully?
1: I think uh, at first glance that uh, the biggest problem with Smallville is Clark, right? Like, how many uh, shows are there where we just have this, like, two-dimensional vanilla character? Like, Seinfeld, right? And then it's Mm -hmm. all of the other people that you tune in to watch. And... I think I sort of just assumed that Smallville was one of those things. But mm-hmm. watching him arc, watching him be so frustrated. Like, Seinfeld is always just so Seinfeld. But you never watch him go into the bathroom and be like, fuck, I'm so tired of... Why can I only do that? Why, why can I only eat cereal and ask what the deal is about things? <laughs> uh, because, like, he's a vanilla character that hates that. And we get to watch Clark deal with that as well and that is what makes this show i think great it's so hard to say (laughs) i don't know why i think it's because mike liked it first and i hate saying it but uh...
0: we all hate that he was right about this but it was like that was the hardest transition was that we went from like high school angst which he had tons of and like it fit that character and now he like continued it on as an adult and just like wasn't like he's just like an uptight adult now with like all of this baggage and it's just like to to see that that's still with him but in a different way with a trip
2: yeah the, the, so the episodes we watched for review were um, episode 611 which is called justice and it's when they all team up and we've met everybody individually at this point if you're actually watching the show and then episodes 1004 which is called homecoming which i thought was a perfect show perfect episode for us to watch because it's adult clark dealing with high school a bunch of stuff we watched last week yeah. So it really helped to bring it together. Um,
1: I don't like yeah. right. I, I I don't know if this is like, sorry to interrupt, but uh, this might be a perfect episode, not just to watch for Smallville, but of TV. Like in my top 100 episodes of all time, Dang. Homecoming of just like of saying, "Hey, I'm making a show, and I'm going to reflect on everything we've done, and reflect uh, like, and then think about the future, and then also do something in this hour." That was a tight motherfucking episode of TV. Uh, as a like, Mike, you said let's watch seven sixteen, which is
2: uh, that was an extra, yeah, for the extras,
1: which is uh Lex's dad's death, and that was hardcore, and then uh ten o four, but that that homecoming episode, goddamn, goddamn. Yeah,
2: so so let's dig into the homecoming one. So it's uh it is Clark and Lois' homecoming because she was enrolled at Smallville High for twenty three days, <laughs> uh, and it is it is a huge deal. To her, because it's the only time she was an Army Brett, so it's the longest she was anywhere. And she's like, so many people are going to remember me because I'm Lois fucking Lane, and it's going to be a blast. And instead, everybody is slobbering Clark's knob. And he's confused, because he was a loser in high school.
1: Real quick, did uh, Clark Kent looks the same throughout this entire show, but did yeah. Lois look very different? Do you guys know why? Is it eyebrows or something?
2: I, I think it's it's eyebrows, clothes, hair. Because when we meet Lois, in which we did last week uh in season four i think she has like blonde highlights and pretty light brown hair and then they try to make her more like the cartoon superman adventures lois where suddenly she's wearing pearls and has jet black hair pitch black hair yeah especially in the future like i was like the lois we have gotten to know in the show would laugh at what she's wearing currently
0: (laughs) oh yeah what made that change mike to catch me up for it like what made clark like hero in everyone's eyes all of a sudden just that he got good at football
2: I, I think, so there's probably football, and I, I think they didn't do as blatantly, but there's an episode in Buffy, where her, the graduation episode of high school, where everybody, they give her a new award, it's like a golden umbrella, and like she thought she was very good at secret identity, and she, they're like, we know you've been killing vampires and demons our entire high school career, and thank you so much for saving all of our lives. And so I think there was a dashes of that, is like, they all kind of know Clark helped them from the Meteor Freaks their entire high school run.
1: I think yeah, I, I think that's a lot of it. In high school, I was picked on, but it's because they, uh, the people who picked on me, were so stupid. And then I just imagine that ten years later, fifteen, twenty, whatever it is, I don't go to the high school reunions because I, 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 I don't think I could take the spotlight of mm-hmm. them all admitting mm-hmm. that yeah. we, after a little bit of thought, we realized that actually you were the best of us, Ryan. You were the
2: best, Ryan, of us. Ryan. Ryan. I mean, they put them away. They clug. I don't think there's adult homecoming kings. And whoever the date is also goes in there, but they put (laughs) Clark on a literal golden throne and give him a crown. Lois looks delighted by the attention at Clark's and Clark's face, and he looks fucking miserable.
0: (laughs) He's having the worst time. And her, like, who like nobody knows, was very excited. Also, I don't know, if you go to a school for 23 days, does it make you an alum? Like, did she graduate there or she was just there 23 days?
1: No, she's full of shit. She just thinks that, like, she's Lois goddamn lane, and she should be like people should treat her like that. Right. Um, and then that's sort of also what Lois and Clark think, and then they're here, and she's realizing that, like, oh damn, Clark was a fucking hard body, and people do respect Clark, and don't respect my twenty-three days.
2: Yeah, the the way the the woman signing them in reacts to Clark, I do think is accurate. If Clark looked like Tom Welling and still just looked like Tom Welling, and how he fills out T-shirts, uh, I think she would just be like, "So are you married? No, interesting. Let's talk more."
1: Yeah. Tom. Tom Welling or Tom Swelling? Jeez.
2: Cool. His. How did you guys feel about future, uh, the future aspect of it? Where so Brainiac is has become Jacob Marley. He is now good and wants to. Cl- and treat I'm, so sorry, Clark I'm so sorry,
1: Mike. I'm so sorry, Mike. Brainiac, quote unquote, is Spike from your so-called Buffy, and then also yeah. a father from the Runaways show that we used to talk about.
2: He's our boy. He's very. He's been involved in my life more than most of my parents. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, now he's good, and he straight up is doing Christmas Carol, and Clark fucks it up because he doesn't trust him, and jumps into the future, and we get to see that. How do you? How does the show tackle like real Superman mythology there?
1: Good, I think. I, I I thought it was good. I think that Homecoming did a really good job of, hey, just for one night, can we put the what the comic books tell us to do to the side a little bit, mm-hmm. and that just that's in a factual way in the, or like a you know like a trivia way in a, in the real way it's like Clark and Superman are the best and people keep up, keep coming up and saying it and i thought the craziest thing about this episode was bugman was clearly supposed to come back and attack and kill clark and lois right
2: bugman cuz that's who thanked clark at the end
1: yeah and so there's like all the music every time bugman from episode 103 or whatever he steps up and then at the end he's just like hey man i love fucking clark dude he's the best he's fucking cool and i thought those were the better moments than the superman uh you know canon they were doing mm-hmm.
2: yeah i think what the superman canon showed is that clark his entire life did not wear glasses so lois was like you gotta wear glasses for your secret identity it's clear that superman should have just worn glasses because <laughs> clark clan everybody just knows him without glasses
1: what do you think happens to those glasses when Superman flies away, though?
2: They just get shoved further into his face. Oh, uh,
1: okay. That's good. <laughs> He'll
0: That's will accept good. that answer.
2: What I do like is it does feel like the writers got sick of writing Angsty Clark, because he's just like, all the times I've failed people and all these things. And it was an episode saying, shut up, move on, be a hero, and now we can just get... him actually doing that instead of having to naturally go through all those little moments he's just like nope you're right I'm awesome let's move on
0: yeah it feels like one of those episodes where if like I had been watching it up to that full point like I would have been screaming in joy at the fact that they were doing this because it feels like it must have been so draining to like finally get this break had to be so good and I love that they just threw it out there like just get over yourself
1: I think that too Cassie I would have had that same reaction but instead we were forced to Fucking skip around and we weren't able to watch the entire series because of this madman who forced us to do all of this
2: i could have just said let's start a new podcast
1: and now i hate the show uh (laughs) the other thing too the other thing too that this episode had was uh clark disappearing on lois and Mm -hmm. then coming back at the end and being like i'm so sorry i feel so bad and lois just being like i get your life bro like it sucked to be alone at a party where no one like, it feels like everyone is purposefully not recognizing me. Yeah. Not but, only
2: do they not know who I am, they're mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but, no, I get how, like, you have to go do shit. And I, I felt like it was a good lead-in to the finale of why Lois may not want to marry Clark.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, yeah, oh, the, the finale of the whole show? Right. Gotcha. Because you watched that as well. I did, yes. Overachiever. uh Let's... Go back to 6 and 11, so we're rewinding a bit. Uh, This is Justice. How did you guys... I assume this is the first time you met Cyborg, Aquaman, and Arrow of this world. Oh, and Impulse.
1: I thought the whole Cyborg thing was recent. So DC... Cyborg has been DC's fetch for decades now. They've been trying to make Cyborg work forever, and that's crazy. But what I liked about it is... One... The show wants all of them to have their own spinoffs, but uh, is cool about it, like doesn't freak out about it. And uh, <laughs> two, it, it's weird to watch Clark as the outsider, you know, where we yeah. would typically see Bruce. They're like, we're together and we don't care if you join or not. It'd be cool, but if uh, it's fine. As opposed to Superman being the leader that brings the team together all the time.
2: Yeah, they all talk about and make jokes that he's a lone wolf, which is not our typical Superman. Who is your favorite and least favorite member of this Justice
0: League? Cassie? uh least favorite the bart was a lot to handle i don't know (laughs) was he's he's a whole lot and i know there's probably like the previous episode that he must have been might have helped i feel like it didn't because that kid is just just, more he's it's i can't i can't handle bart i was like this kid can stay in that trap he could stay running for the whole time it's totally fine and then it made it a whole mission to save this kid but i did like i want to I did like their version of Arrow, but I, then they brought in Aquaman and they made him shirtless for those ten seconds, and he can meet, like just outshowed him in like five lines. So, oddly, Aquaman's my favorite.
2: Yeah, c- getting shot through a tunnel shirtless in tight black jeans was like a just good on it. you, show.
0: <laughs> That's all. They knew exactly what they needed to do.
2: Ryan, same questions.
1: I think that Aquaman played a Jessica Day boyfriend from New Girl, where he Probably. had a micro penis. And so that was oh, hard yeah. for me to forget about. It was guy, okay. uh, Barry. No, Bart. War on me, real quick. He he is full of quips and catchphrases, and that was hard. But at a certain point, I started I started to like him. I am not a fan of Captain. This is us. I uh,
2: yeah, that's ba- there. This is Green Arrow.
1: Basically, what he did was say. You know, Ben Affleck looks like him, but more handsome. Let's make him a DC hero and get the fuck away from this guy. He's just a fucking douchebag. I don't know. I don't like him.
2: It's it's interesting because everybody talked about Arrow made Ollie dark because they couldn't use Batman. So he was dark and brooding because comics Ollie is like a lot of fun. He's just like, I'm Robin Hood motherfuckers. Isn't that a blast? He's a prancer. He's pretty angsty. He's pretty like, I'm going to have a half-filled glass of whiskey and stare off into the wall. Well, in one of the
1: episodes I watched, he was interviewed for TV, and he didn't speak the entire time. Oh, yeah.
2: That interviewer sucked.
1: But part of it was this reporter was so mean. (laughs) Why was she so mean to him?
2: It was like they got Megyn Kelly (laughs) to just speedball questions at him.
1: Hey, Oliver Queen, I have a question. You've uh, come out as the Green Arrow. Why are you such a fat sack of shit?
2: (laughs) What gives you the right? Can I have some money? Uh, I thought – so Bart does suck. Uh, I do like that he is not clever. He just talks a lot and very fast. They captured that well. Like he thinks he's funny and everybody else just puts up with him using Spanish way too much in an offensive way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're always about like party in Mexico, which means that he says things that are on the verge of Spanglish or slurs. But I do think that they captured that perfect – uh, early to mid aught version of like Ethan Embry or Giovanni Ribisi of like, <laughs> hey, what's yes. up? This is how I act. Uh
2: I also the the fun of Superhearing, talking about Mexico is Bart Jesse is like, I ran up from Mexico, had a burrito. Clark, stop being so Clark, wanna come get this burrito with me? And Clark's just like, you know what? Hell yeah, I forget <laughs> that I could use these powers for fun. And like we get that so rarely in all of our shows that wouldn't it also be sort of fun to have this sometimes? And yes. that opened up like Clark's, like, oh, I still don't want to join you, Tools, but you sure do have fun, and I want to every once in a while with you.
0: Yeah, it seems like, I would be interested, do you know how many episodes they have? Like, does he ever fully join their team? Because, like, by the end of it, it seemed like he was, like, kind of cool with them, and I didn't know if they ever tried to explore that, or they kind of just drop him off.
1: Well, it looked like Oliver Queen becomes a cast member. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Oliver in is in the credits later. The watching the the credits from the episodes we watched last week to these ones, it looks like they overhaul the entire cast at a certain point.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and it, uh, uh, I know that Lex left or Michael Rosenbaum, and that's a huge hit to the show. Like he has, he was such a big part of the appeal of the first half of the mm-hmm. series for me. Um, but they put uh, Justin Hartley from This Is Us as one of the main cast members, and then they added uh, Danny McBride's wife from the. Fighting gemstones. That's oh. Lexa's sister. But Lena. She, Le- but she's never called Lexa's sister. I don't. Uh, I didn't know where she came from. But now I have to like follow her. I guess this is the problem with watching TV shows wildly out of order.
2: Yeah, we took ten seasons of TV said we had to watch four and all of us watched more than that in different orders. So it's hard to <laughs> capture the spirit of the show with that. And I can't, cause I can't remember if we talked about this last week and that and we will run out is does, do you start rolling your eyes at fate and destiny and how they interplay? Because like, we all know Superman does become Superman or do, is that a smart way to
1: handle it? Cass?
0: I like, I do I'm just a dumb watcher, so I never rolled my eyes at any of it because I just I accept what it is, especially once I see, like, we started with those beginning ones and I saw the production value and where we were going. I bring my level to that and have no expectations. And let me tell you, life is easier that way.
1: <laughs> I totally agree with that strategy. Like I, uh, I think that's awesome. And I think that Smallville, if you let Smallville set its own bar, you will watch it go way past that bar. My problem with Smallville is that I... Uh, okay, so this is, this is not real talk, right? This is just fake talk. I used to no, think we'll Greg, Ber- I used to think Greg Berlanti was kind of a genius, and now after the last two weeks, I sort of think that Greg Berlanti watched Smallville once and now thinks he can do it, but he doesn't because <laughs> everything he tries to do, Smallville did better. You know, like I, I love how Smallville talks about fate and destiny and what we're like the path that we're on and family and tradition and what we're supposed to believe. And it's all worse on Berlanti shows.
2: Yeah. Cause Berlanti, what Berlanti does not have that, uh, Smallville gave Clark is father figures in Jonathan Kent in Jor-El in Lionel Luthor, Luther and Lex Luther. Like he does have these four different paths he could take of older men telling him the kind of person he could and should become.
1: That's what life is. Find one older man and listen to whatever they say.
2: And then you won't be angsty. If you find four, you're going to have some angst.
1: But the other thing, too, is that these showrunners made Smallville just Smallville for some amount of time. And Berlanti has 12 shows, and maybe they get a little wild at that point.
2: But getting wild also gives us legends, which Smallville even uses. So to to circle back, Justice League, they show up in and out, but so does Justice Society. Like, the Legion of Heroes comes out. Eventually, they do play with, other than Batman and Wonder Woman, the entire run of DC history.
1: I was going through the IMDb of just the titles of the episodes, and it was, it was like a who's who of D- DC. Like, they use yeah. so many characters, and it's just Tom Welling being like, what are you? You're crazy.
2: You're a wonderful twin. <laughs> uh, unless you guys want to say any final words, that is all the time we have for Smallville. Until we come back after that break and do some Smallville
1: trivia, uh, I want to say over. that I want to I want to talk about the finale real quick. I thought it was, oh, yeah. um, for only watching like eight episodes during a ten-year run, I cannot believe how satisfying the uh, finale was. Did we talk about this thing where uh, everybody has like right to whatever they whatever art they create, except for the Superman theme song? which is just like the sluttiest piece of music that has ever been written and if you have if you have superman in your show who whatever studio owns that will let you use the John Williams Superman theme song from 1978 and we got it in the finale and <laughs> my god guys i uh, i just stood up and cried and then punched a hole through my drywall because that's that's how emotions are handled
2: is that just the power of that theme song
1: yeah and i mean like everything that had happened but i uh, The thing that, like, separates, I think, Superman from Batman after watching Smallville is that everybody who takes on Batman wants to disregard everything that came before it. And everybody who takes on Clark Kent wants to appreciate all of it at the same time. And by having John Williams use this theme and by, uh, you know, so much of the stuff that happened in Smallville it's just, like, every time we do a a Superman story, we're uh, creating a world for the future and celebrating what had come before. And...
2: that the issue with Snyder's superman, let's saying there's just one issue.
1: Well, yeah, I mean like he's a side character in a franchise that should have him as the like the pillar of character and excellence. So yeah, like Snyder hates superman, I think that's clear. But I do not think that these showrunners do. I think that they're very interested in Clark Kent and it shows.
2: And and Cassie, I don't know how how did you used to feel about superman and has Smallville changed that?
0: It's changed it completely because I never like I never really cared about Superman. because I always went to just the movies and they tried to do so many reboots of it. Like I, it was what like a title that I just gave up on. It was never fully interested. But now like this version of Superman, like super into. I'm currently like working through the seasons because it's just like it sucked me in completely. It's like everything I wanted.
1: Nice. Yeah, and I'll repeat what I said last week because I love making Mike happy and sad at the same time. I'm giving up on Buffy for. A while. I'm taking a break on Buffy and I'm going through Smallville. Like.
2: Yeah. I, that does go- make me go through some things. So, uh, l- Let's take a break. I'm not giving the reins back to Cassie yet. And when we come back, I'm going to quiz you all. It is the second bullpen of three of this show, and I'm still not letting Cassie take control because I'm still going to make us talk about Smallville. And we're I'll take control. A-, a very special guest. Do you want to welcome our very special guest, Ryan?
1: Yes, Cassie, thank you so much for being here tonight. That is,
0: is so yeah, it is such an honor. Thank you. I love hanging out with you guys. You're
2: not a special guest. You're the goddamn host of the show.
0: That's right. Even better. Thank you for that respect.
2: <laughs> but not the host of this part.
0: Well, okay.
2: Ryan, give give us a build. Let, let's go around the horn. Everybody, let's say one fact about our very special guest. Starting with Ryan.
1: All right. Um, if you think mom spaghetti. Is your favorite type of spaghetti? Wait till you eat thigh spaghetti. <laughs> Coming from our special guest,
0: Cassie. Uh, this person is a monster, both bodily and in spirit <laughs> and physical form. Everything about her, absolute monster.
2: Okay, you both did take what I was going to say about her, <laughs> so I'll just go with. Uh, you might know her from the unnatural twenties or any of our year-end shows. Please, McKenna is her. here. Oh my God, oh McKenna her. is here. Oh. <laughs> The other one, Caitlin. Thank you for being here. Uh,
4: Thanks for having me.
2: (laughs) I'm glad you made that weird sound because they said give it up like there's a studio audience who is started applauding.
4: (laughs) They all did applaud. (laughs) Can't hear them, but they're doing that right now.
2: Let's stop fucking around. Caitlin's here because she has also been watching Smallville on her own damn time, I guess.
1: Well, no, we do have to talk about the fact that Caitlin was not on the show today because we talked about episodes from the back half of the, uh, the series and she was not willing to spoil anything
4: Yes, <laughs> and did
1: not watch those shows. Like, yeah. Caitlin, are you that hooked right now?
4: It's so fucking good. Okay, you guys started talking about it, and so I started watching it, and I cannot stop watching it and thinking about it, and I just want to know what happens, and I don't want to ruin it for myself, even though, you know, Mike did ruin the fact that he's going to fly in, like, the last episode or something like that. Fuck you for doing that, by the way. Just yeah, a Sorry spoiler. to
2: let you know that he does become Superman. <laughs> he <does>
4: indeed fly.
2: <laughs> Caitlin, what is your uh, favorite episode so far of the ones you've seen?
4: Um, okay, so, so far I'm up to season two, episode four. Amy Adams. Sick fuck. Amy Adams. Amy Adams. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. They are all honestly very good. A- honestly, any episode where a car blows up, which is all of them, <laughs> is gonna be my favorite episode. You're which why? Such a why do they do creature. that? <laughs> <Such> a-
0: <laughs> so let easily me just, entertained.
1: Let me point out right now that uh, having been on many podcasts with Caitlin discussing pop culture, I like the show a lot less than I did two minutes ago. Uh <laughs> It's obviously a stupid show that I will never watch
3: again.
2: Well, I want to know, based on the, the, the random amount of episodes each of you have watched, how much information you have retained, which is why we're doing trivia. The rules are simple. The game is hard. I ask a question. You say your name. You ring in. You get a point. Any questions?
1: Can we nope. say our name before you're done reading the question? You may not. Okay. Important, I'm ready.
0: Important fact. All right. Fully ready.
2: All right. Let's kick it off with question the first. What other comic property does the Luther mansion show up in? Ryan. Ryan?
1: Uh Gotham Central.
2: No. The Luther mansion from this show. There's no Gotham Central TV show yet.
1: Oh, I see. Uh, Ryan. R-
2: okay, Ryan.
1: Uh the uh the Taylor Swift video uh where she's in that mansion with that boy and they're they, just d-
2: They've not made a comic book based on that
1: yet. Uh yeah. <laughs> Somebody has, one person has, and I hope for you to read it soon.
2: Uh, Cassie or Caitlin, do you want to try this?
4: Another comic?
2: Okay, nope, it's a comic property.
4: (laughs) Nope, it was not in
2: The Flash. (laughs) This mansion is in Canada. It is real. It's been both used in X2, X-Men United, and Arrow. It was also Oliver Queen's home.
0: when I I now have my new technique. I'm just going to say Arrow when all else fails. Go on to the next question.
2: Who are the only actors to show up in all ten seasons of Smallville? Ryan. Yes.
1: Tom Welling. Hmm. <laughs> and Chloe Sexcult.
2: Yeah, you. I was gonna say you could just say character names. That is true. You are correct. Even though she gets demoted from the credits at a certain point, she is still in every single season. Oh
0: my god! Wild.
1: Are you? Uh, are you keeping track of these points? I am. Okay. Because I got I I got one right there.
2: You did get one there.
1: Very
0: proud of
2: you, Ryan. But you reminded me you got one, so you just lost it. Shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My How did baby Tom boy. Willing
2: feel about Clark,
1: Ryan,
0: Cassie? Oh, Ryan.
1: Uh, around. We talked about this last week. Marched around the set, <laughs> screaming, like slapping himself in the face, saying, "Like, idiot, Clark! Why would you do this
0: <laughs> stupid thing?"
2: Clark is so stupid. For years, it did not stop. It was throughout the whole run of the show,
0: which is delightful. For the the whole run, he was it really the whole run?
2: Yeah, That's
0: so, good.
2: question the fourth, and it may have been hinted at already, which actor later got
4: involved in a sex cult? Oh, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin? The, uh, her, I forget her real name, but Chloe.
2: It, Something it, McKay it or
4: McKibby or whatever. It was
2: Chloe. Her name is Allison Mack. Mack. And she got in a sex cult. Uh, question the five, who's younger, Brandon Routh or Tom Welling? Ryan. Cassie. Ryan? Tom Welling. No, Cassie? Brandon. Uh, Brandon Routh is younger. Tom Welling is two years older than him when he was playing Clark Kent in high school when Brandon Routh was playing Superman as a full-grown adult uh, because Hollywood is stupid as hell. Wow. Number six, what's the Capri Sun superhero Mike always confuses with the actress who plays Chloe?
4: (laughs) Capri Sun superhero? Cassie.
2: Cassie?
0: Kool-Aid
1: Man? No. Ryan. Ryan? Poncho Punch. The Otter Pop that packs a punch.
4: Caitlin. The Silver Surfer. It's it's
2: Alex Mack, you guys. Oh. Alex Mack, because Chloe is played by Allison Mack. Alex Mack, the Secret Life of Alex Mack was a show. on... Never mind. But what like,
1: what do you mean by Capri Sun superhero?
2: Alex Mack's main power was turning into a glob of silver and be able to go through stuff. Which throughout the '90s, the Capri Sun—if you drank Capri Sun—you turned into a glob of silver and go through stuff.
1: Oh shit, you're right. That
2: it was a Silver Surfer. <laughs>
1: You're right, Mike. The three of us are fucking stupid because we didn't know (laughs) all of that extra shit. It was
3: clear right there.
2: (laughs) I thought you remembered how to play trivia. I'm sorry. (laughs) What other superhero show, show, show is Aquaman on? Ryan. Ryan?
1: The O.C. Nope.
2: (laughs) Cassie. Cassie. Doom Patrol? Nope. He is... uh, Caitlin, do you want to take a stab?
4: Yeah. Stargirl. Stargirl.
2: Titans. He's on Titans. He plays (laughs) Hawks. This guy's career is always playing a mid-tier superhero who nobody really wants on their team.
1: Oh, I don't know if you guys have looked into Mike's eyes, but he's going full stepdad right now. Uh, (laughs) We are three stepkids in the back of his van, and he is not happy.
4: Be more like Pat Dugan.
2: What's the name of that sex cult? Ryan. Oh, Caitlin.
1: It's Ryan. No, that was my answer. It was Caitlin. (laughs) I... Nexium.
2: Yes. Oh. What's the first show that Mike discovered Michael Rosenbaum on? Caitlin. Yes. Smallville. No, I, that would have been a great trick question. But no, I, I was part of the reason I was excited about Smallville is because I already already up Michael Rosenbaum's ass. Ryan. Ryan.
1: That movie with him and Harlan Williams, where they dress like girls and get into a sorority.
2: That was years after Smallville. No, there was a uh, <laughs> WB sitcom called Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane where he was uh, wow. Jack, of course. Uh, That's James. some classic
1: Mike-ass bullshit.
2: Jack was obviously. Selma Blair. Zoe was a zero sky. Duncan was some curly-haired dude nobody cares about. That was a great show. Uh, are Capri good? Ryan. Now Caitlin, Ryan?
1: Absolutely not. They are uh, filled with mold almost immediately, but you'll probably never know because you can't get the goddamn straw into the pouch.
2: Yeah, they're only good for kids who aren't used to drinking juice boxes, so they think they're fine.
0: You fucking old fucks <laughs> <Whoa>. are amazing. <laughs> Whoa!
4: That felt like a personal
2: attack. Next question. Anybody watch The Vow? Cassie. Cassie? No. I like your honesty. Does anybody know what The Vow is? Ryan. Caitlin. Ryan.
1: I have not started it but because uh, it's nine episodes, but I did watch the single movie Class Action Park last night, and it's hilarious, guys. I would recommend that on HBO Max. All
2: right. Ryan doesn't get a point. Caitlin, <laughs> what's the vow about?
4: It's about people who love each other and they give vows to each other. And Th- it's that is
2: that. That's oh, kind of true. Way. That is kind of true. It is about <laughs> oh! the sex. It is about the sex. call Alison Mac was the number two of Nexium, and it is oh. talking about how fucked up that is. Uh, okay, number twelve. What was the beverage Mike enjoyed as an adult when he'd come home from army almost every day to watch Smallville with roommates? Caitlin Ryan. Caitlin Capri Sun. <laughs> that's a, such a good. Do it now. Ryan, Ryan,
0: you who? No. Oh my gosh, Cassie. Cassie, Mountain Dew, Code Red. No, it
2: it, it, it was, that's the closest. It was Dr Pepper and Sailor Jerry in a big gulp. Uh, oh and your God. final question was: Mike depressed? <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> Ryan,
1: uh, for a little bit until the doctor and the sailor hit his brain, and then he was not depressed anymore. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, that's yeah true story I would come from from an army at three because you can just fuck off early uh, and my roommate would have a big gulp filled with that and we would just watch as many small bills as we could while staying sober
1: a for, big gulp uh, that is yep. I've never heard somebody walking into a home and then being more homeless than that at the exact same time <laughs>
2: Uh, that is trivia and it does I'm going to tally the points it does look like Caitlin won congratulations special Woo! guest Caitlin what do thank I get? you all for playing You get to maybe be on trivia again someday. Cassie, I guess I'll hand the reins of the show back to you.
0: All right, yeah. Bye, Caitlin. That's the end of your time here. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Ouch. Uh, Coming (laughs) up next, we're going to talk about the main event, which is Lucifer. (laughs) On the season five premiere of Lucifer. We're seeing how everyone is dealing with life after Lucifer's decision to go back down to hell. And by dealing, I mean avoiding. The detective and Maze are keeping busy by solving crimes together during the day and clubbing by night. A meta deal has taken over Lux while also doing some freelance crime fighting on the side. Dan has gotten deeply into essential oils. And Lucifer is getting a taste of his old life old life as he tries to solve the murder of his most recent hell attendee. Taste buds, I ask you, how are you liking the new dynamic and feel of this season with Lucifer being separated from the group?
2: It's. I liked it because I love these characters to see where they're at. I just hope it doesn't go on for too long. I do want Lucifer to be back in the mix very soon.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and we definitely have to do that thing like we have to do all the time with shows like this. Uh, This is a comeback episode, right? Like this is not an episode episode. This is a let's reset and let's move on. And all of these people are doing terribly. And I felt it. I wish a little more happened with all the characters. Not necessarily with the case of the week because that never happens, but... uh, this is what happens like when you take a long break from characters and they're all so full of shit. Like that's what happens after breaks is like, uh, Chloe, Maze, amendiel they're all so full of shit. And it was nice to like, point that out and be like, you guys, you guys are fucking ki- kidding yourselves.
2: Yeah, Dan is doing the best. Dan is the healthiest here. <laughs> and to the point that several characters are going to him for advice, which means so much is wrong in the world. Uh, but I'm most upset with Amendiel and Chloe because bitches, your parents, who cares that Lucifer's not in town right now? Act like a goddamn parent.
0: Oh, so for the Mays, baby?
2: They're bad people. They're bad. Well, Chloe has Trixie, and she's still just getting shit faced with Maze every night.
1: Uh, Trixie was like 24 when she was five. So I'm not worried about <laughs> Trixie right now. They
0: showed Trixie briefly, and that's a full grown adult. Like, she's yeah, she five. did
2: spurt up.
1: Uh, but Amandiel does have a, a newborn. Um, and so, yeah, and a maybe.
2: Crazy baby mama.
1: But like all of their decisions are based on Lucifer isn't here and I'm fine, or Lucifer isn't here and I am not fine. That is how like that. That is what controls all of their lives right now.
2: I think the person who's probably the saddest is Ella, who thinks Lucy just moved to Florida, Mm -hmm. but won't return any of her calls or texts, and it's very easy (laughs) to do that from Florida. So yeah, that
1: would
0: be the most heart like disheartening. That would be the saddest for sure.
1: They straight up did the whole, uh your pet didn't die. It went to a farm in Florida thing with Ella and she deals with it and they don't even deal with it that great. Like, Chloe's like, oh yeah, no, that definitely happened. Chloe is bad at, like, making people lying. believe things.
0: Yeah. yeah. For a detective, she's bad at lying. Well,
2: especially for a detective who's undercover in this episode and mm-hmm. she is bad undercover the whole time.
0: Yeah. She's just, like, bumbling around. But, uh, what- Ella is the name of the uh, like forensic girl right yeah since we talked about her that she was kind of the aspect of this episode that like bugged me the most just the part where they kept like throwing in that like she's super attracted to bad boys cuz like it just seemed like a very forceful writing point to be like to build something up cuz like it didn't feel like it needed to be there yet it was such a big part of this i think
2: they've hinted at that with her in the past but it was, like, to remind everybody. But, yeah, they reminded it too much, and then she's with the obvious murderer. Or yeah. the guy, like, right? like. It's yeah.
1: hard to remember for me. Like, they might have built this stuff up before. I don't remember. But there was a lot of the whole time. Like, oh, I'm going to be alone forever. Or if I'm not alone, it's with the worst person. And then at the end, she is post-coitus looking in her mirror, crying saying, oh my god, what have I done? And then the douchiest, most villainous person steps up behind her and says, like, what would you think of that, baby? Good sex? <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yep, that's when people
2: cry and look <laughs> in the mirror. It's because it's great sex. And he's the guy who was running the illegal poker game. The yes? poker game, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: that guy. Yeah. But there is, like, they did have... I was excited to like come back to these characters. So I watched probably, like I think, the first three seasons. So this is me coming back. I missed the last one that was on Netflix. So for me, I was like super excited to see these characters come back. And I was excited for the team up of um, Chloe and Maze because that's two super badasses. But on this one, it just hurts so much because you could tell they aren't fine. So like, I would love to see that duo when they are like healed. But yeah, like,
1: I wonder if they're gonna they're they're gonna be able to be fine and then hang out before Lucifer gets back. Comes. And that's that's not gonna happen. What's gonna happen is Lucifer is gonna come back and then that's gonna make them both fine. Uh, but they're not, and they've been fighting it, and in different and weird ways in unhealthy ways and the show is just not going to take the time to have them figure like figure themselves out you know like Lucifer is gonna come back and be like here's where you all should be
2: with that I get that like so maze is they're both trying to force her to become Lucifer she's now like the demon bounty hunter who helps solve all the crimes but they're also partying and then at a certain point maze tries to also take Lucifer's romantic role Mm-hmm. In the, in the partnership, uh, do you guys buy it? Did the show sell it enough? Does it seem stupid as hell?
1: I have that question written down, and that's a good question. I don't because I wrote it down. Um, I think that Maze is <laughs> always Maze always acts out, like Maze always flails. But also, did she get vibes? It, I I I don't know. I think that like what it seems like to me is that if two people are falling from a tree and they don't know when they're going to land, hold on to each other. And then at least you're not alone. That's what it feels like as opposed to literal romantic love, I would
3: say. Right.
0: Yeah, that's how it felt to me is it was just like a a last ditch, like she didn't know how to feel. Yeah, I bought it as like a desperate person and it was a desperate act, but not as like a real thing for sure. And
1: it's interesting too because uh, Maze is always like, stab, kiss, I don't care. I'm going to do something right now. Mm-hmm. And then Chloe's like, should I stab? Should I kiss? I don't know. I'm going to spend 10 episodes thinking about it. And so that <laughs> dynamic also was interesting of like, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Chloe does want it, but we won't know for 10 episodes.
2: Right. And, and then the show gets canceled. What about bummer. <laughs>
0: well, we do. It's confirmed that we get like two more seasons, right? So this one is like mm-hmm. the pre whatever right before the final. But We're in um, the first half
1: of the fifth. And then we're gonna get a second half of the fifth, and then we're gonna get a sixth.
0: Okay. Alright, cool. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. But um, so do we get I feel like we're like going around the question, how long how many episodes do you think we get until Lucifer is back up top? Like, do you think this next one or they're giving us at least a couple of him still down in hell?
1: Well, I thought we did it, right? Like we're done. Like uh Chloe was in danger and he came back and solve the crime
2: because then we flash back to hell and lucifer's still there just standing there with that
1: dude uh i i was so excited like i really like got out of my seat when i thought that like he rushed back to earth to save chloe in an action scene he was like chloe's in an action scene i love action scenes uh and that is not the case but i don't did we were we told why that was the case
2: no, are there two Lucifer's to the point that I was confused? I was like, so did he just go back? Oh yeah. no, I think it's trying to say that it's not Lucifer who's up top.
1: But yeah, was it a Lucifer like a good... dream? Because Chloe's still alive, though, right?
2: Yeah, no, all Lucifer-looking person did uh, do that.
3: Okay,
0: that's why he gave that smirk. I know the guy, Tom Ellis, always smirks a lot, but it was a more like a more evil smirk. I more don't know if you picked up smirk. on it Yeah. So good it's not. Lucifers it's not a good.
2: And Hal. <laughs> Mystery Lucifer, who's probably this season's big bad, is up top.
0: Which was like a good cliffhanger to bring me back for the next episode. Like, I did enjoy that because it was like it was a real right at the end, a real roller coaster of highs of like, yes, he's back. He like whistled their little like theme song that he made and everything. And I was like, this is what I want. And then it was all taken. So I'm definitely I, I'm, I'm going to be in for that next one.
1: Yeah. And this might be a different segment if we did one and two. Right, A right. lot of these answers yeah. might be answered right away, but for this, it felt like it was a hour long previously on you know, like let's just get remember the characters, this is how they act, this is how they interact, and that that was just it and I thought it was good, and I missed these people so much, but i I want more answers than questions at this point, right This episode didn't have it.
2: How did you guys feel about the case of the week that was all in hell?
1: Oh, so we want to skip past the poker yeah yeah Murder. I
2: I, I wanted to talk about Lucifer in the Lucifer segment
0: well okay I guess he's made his where he's going
1: it was fine it was like uh you think that you're uh Charlie from it's a wonderful life and the other person is Jimmy Stewart and then you find (laughs) out that you're Jimmy Stewart and the (laughs) other person is the angel that's what it seemed like is like whose hell do you think you're in right now you know it was a Christmas Carol reversal Yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah
2: you think you're torturing me? I'm torturing you.
1: <laughs> Real Rorschach moment. But if you're being tortured, why not try something? You know, why not? Yeah. Why not just be like, uh, no, you,
2: you.
0: <laughs> but for like the story wise, I did like it as a good connector because it didn't make it. Even though it was two completely different places, you know, we'd be going from hell to earth. Like it never was a confusing transition. So like I did like that. And it did bring, like, this whole other... Because we got to see that he's actually dealing with, like... Or not dealing with him being down there either. And that it was his real hell. So, like, I was good to see that this episode could still have, like, some fun. And make, like, some jokes. But still deal with, like, heavier things. Which, like... I want to see how you guys feel about the whole, like, storyline of, like... Not everybody, like, takes advantage of their second... Or, yet takes advantage of their second chances. And not everybody gets redemption. Which is, like, a dark tone to take right off the bat.
1: Yeah, I mean, like lucifer dealing with what's the guy on the yacht lee lee watching him deal with lee and lucifer is stuck in the circle of just watching lee die over and over again in hell or going to hell and he's just like do you jump out in front of the bullet do you just like put your head in your hands just be like I, what am i fucking supposed to do here you know like is this your kid is this your student is this your pro- protege like it seems very frustrating
2: do you think he's going to become the new king of hell?
1: I think Lee. Lee, I think Lee is a guy who comes up when they're like, Lucifer doesn't have a lot to do for this episode. Let's call <laughs> Lee.
2: Let's have him talk to somebody.
1: Yeah. Was he? Know.
0: Did you guys watch the previous season? Like fully? Or like in and out of it?
1: Cassie, I've seen every fucking motherfucking minute of Lucifer. Oh, Are you kidding oh, me oh, right so now?
0: I'm so sorry to insult you in this way. Well, I'm glad we have you as an expert on here.
1: But, no, I don't remember Lee at all, and apparently this is, like, his fourth episode. Oh, is it really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure if I have
0: watched. Oh. I I know for a
2: fact I missed all of last season, and it seems like they're not really going to deal with it, and so now I'm debating whether I should go back, because I love these characters, but,
3: eh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Don't go back. You know, like, for every minute of them hanging out that you love, there's 20 minutes of, like, hey, here's stories slowly moving on. Don't go back. But
2: Eve. Eve sounds cool.
1: Oh, yeah. Eve was cool. Eve was cool. I don't like that
0: tone. (laughs) The tone tone. tone could have been redone. By the way,
1: the reason that Lucifer is so uh, broken up and in hell is because of how much in love with Eve he was. And the reason that Maze is all fucked up is because of how much in love with Eve she was. And the reason that I'm uh, derailing this segment right now is because of how much in love with the actress who played Eve I was. So, uh, yeah... I don't know what to tell you guys. All
2: right, I guess I'm going to go back and watch. What's with Eve coming up in so many of our shows right now? What? Uh, Erp had the Eve. Is probably going to come back.
1: Uh, uh, Lovecraft Country.
2: Lovecraft Country has the Eve going on. Yeah, it's just in, it's in the wind. Fuck Adam. All about Eve. <laughs>
0: That's what I always said. It's tattooed on my ribs. The one rib that was given from Adam. <laughs> specifically. So wait,
1: you tattooed it on the bone and then threw it at a boy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You I'm need this more, like more than that. I do. <laughs>
0: Fuck your rib. Uh, so I guess, Ryan, uh, this question is more for you, but how does this season, I know we've only given it one episode, but like, how does this seem, this season seem to stack up to last one?
1: It's hard because I think that eventually, probably next week, cause we're going to cover two and three next week. I think that by the end of three, we'll be back to normal and we'll be doing something else. And so I just, I, I, I like this cause you know, it, it was slow played and now we're, we're trying to remember where we were. I. Uh, and then, yeah, it also had all of those moments that I need of just, like, people popping off to people. Like, all of these characters are just fucking uh, clever smartasses to each other. And that's the reason
0: I tune in. Yeah. And then, so, just final question, question to wrap this up. Are you guys going to be in for this season or at least a couple more episodes? Fully in. Oh, for sure.
1: I didn't watch four seasons of Lucifer to quit now, baby. I'm I'm all the way in.
0: <laughs> didn't raise no quitter. I'm in for sure. It is on Netflix. You can watch it whenever, but you should watch it week by week with us. Uh, coming up next, another bullpen. <coughs> we are here and we are back for our third bullpen, which is absolutely crazy. But we had to do it because it is still award season. We are here for shushies, Ryan. What award are we giving away today,
1: guys? We're going to do today, we're going to do Best Supporting Actress, and I want to tell you right up front, so you do not get mad at me, <sighs> um, okay. Di- Diane Guerrero and April Bowlby were on the ballot, mm-hmm. but we have moved them to lead actress. They are part of an ensemble, <laughs> okay. and they are sort of supporting, but they're not going to come up today because they are now lead actress eligible. Otherwise, they would have destroyed this category. So right? that just means
2: okay. the board was like, well, I don't want them to win.
0: So, (laughs) (laughs) just had to move them over but it's good thing you're giving us these memos because these have saved you a couple of times Ryan to full on anarchy in the studio
1: Mike I'm going to go to you first with this first nomination it's from Legends of Tomorrow it's Tala
0: Ash I don't think
2: Zari had that much to do this season but she did have those few episodes where she played new Zari who's a fashionista and old Zari who's the love of our mutual life so, that's why she's on here. She did double duty and crushed both of them.
0: That's, like, I knew she it was, like, big to you guys, but when I came to her, it was this Fashionista. And just in the one episode where I watched her, where she I had got the introduction to Fashionista Zari, and, like, I first wasn't into her, and by the end, she had me. So, that's how I knew she was, like, really good, and I, was, I accepted your guys' love for her at that point, too.
1: I mean, for Cassie to accept our love of anything, I think, is it's a absolutely incredible, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, Mike, I do agree that uh, Zari 1.0 did not have a lot to do, but I think that Tala Ash or Zari 2.0 was all over the season. And she was sort of designed for us to hate her, and I did not
2: yeah Again, the tone. i mean the tone <laughs> she, she's so charismatic i was gonna just talk over the tone. Tr- <laughs> she's just uh she's so charismatic that no matter what version of her like her core goodness does come out and and her and bayrod getting closer to each other you really bought it from her like she arced he stayed the same laid-back stony guy we love but her arc and becoming more human was great
1: her and bayrod like getting closer to each other like about to kiss no, this isn't t- your Pornhub search. Touch genitals maybe a little down, bit. Man. Shut either. it down.
0: What's the next Shut one? Shut it down.
1: <laughs> Cassie, this is for you. The next nominee is Elizabeth Henstridge from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This is Simmons.
0: This is Simmons?
2: Mm-hmm. Now we have to tell her who
0: Simmons is. This is, is l- let me tell you, acting phenomenal, just she has away, a British accent, don't she? <laughs> In the accent. She's the
2: scientist. hmm
0: uh-huh, So good. And, like, she did good at science terms and, like, knew all of the points and the cues to hit. It was unreal. It's simply uh-huh. stunning.
2: How's she on this fucking show, man? <laughs> Do you ever just ask yourself that?
0: <laughs> Daily.
1: Uh, if I were to ask myself that out loud, then Cassie would not let me talk for all of next week. So I'm not going <laughs> to ask that. Uh Mike, what if you were to talk about Elizabeth Henstridge this season?
2: I mean, she's been an, the MVP, at least in our minds, for years. And I think it'd be very easy to do that. My brain is disappearing uh, big or dumb or gross. And I think... Lizzie like had, you do every week
1: on the podcast!
2: Uh, uh, I think Elizabeth Henstridge really walked that line and didn't go too dumb or saccharine because she is phenomenal.
0: Fully agree. Right, Cassia... Shut
1: up. I'll go to you, (laughs) Cassie, for the next one. It's Madeline Petch from Riverdale. This is Cheryl. Mm -hmm. And Cassie, as you're talking about her performance, I'm going to look up her Middle name? Because she should not be nominated for any award unless we say her middle name. Cassie, yeah, go ahead.
0: It absolutely has to happen. But, like, this, she has to be every year has to be given, at least nominated for this award, because she is one of them who, like, takes the scene no matter what. She can have a line, and it will be, like, a moment of the week. It's just her delivery is insane. She knows the character so well. And her character is Cheryl. Cheryl. She's an absolute badass, has a bow and arrow, doesn't give any fucks. Like, you got to respect it. <laughs>
1: Uh she's doing uh she's doing O C better than people on the O C and she's doing Arrow better than people on Arrow. <laughs> like I would say that's pretty impressive. Uh Mike, her middle name is Grobelar. G R O oh,
2: yeah. How did we forget that? Oh, it's so GRO
1: Do her parents hate
2: her? Madeline Grabular Petch.
1: G <laughs> R O B B E L A A R. Mike, go ahead about Madeline Grobelar Petch.
2: Is she from the Ukraine? What what is this name? Uh, I think the thing that you got to know about the Grobs is she does like she was supposed to be a side character villain. And then she is just so scene steely, so gravitating that they're like, you're just one of the team now. Who cares? Like, please, you say our dialogue better than any other actor does.
1: And the way that the scripts work is that uh, she is delivering lines where we should be rolling our eyes being like, oh, you're trying to catch our attention. You know, like, oh, I get it. you want to be our favorite. But the way that she handles them, I, I get this nomination. Yeah, I man. really do. Uh, Mike, this one's for you to start with. Uh, With four episodes into the award year, it's Dominique Provost Chalky, who plays Waverly Earp on Wynonna Earp. She I mean, did it.
2: Do you think that's partially just because we know what she can do? Or do you think she is really earning it in these first four episodes?
1: Oh, yeah, like movie awards are like, what'd you do in that movie? But TV awards are like, "I don't remember what you did, but I saw you six years ago, You're so right. I'll fucking nominate you right now.
2: and yeah, she she's another one who delivers lines that should be cheese ball in a different way than the Grodds, but that they are lame. but she injects so much waverliness into a normal human line that it it makes it interesting, even if it's just like, I had burgers last night.
0: I think that's like kind of showing her cards here is like she's able to sell these cheesy lines, which we will always love. But then also, she is just like this over the top character who knows her character so well and is just like, is kind of, you get the sense that she is that person in real life. And it's hard to see the line between the two.
1: That's all I'm saying is that I think that she has made the show hers. Like the show is her house. And I think that she does it with magic. Guys, is she a wizard of Waverly's place?
2: She definitely is. Uh, Thank you for asking. I also like, I think it's easy to forget what a bummer of a character she was in the first season of Wynonna Earp, where she was just, like, a high school cheerleader. Like, she was definitely out of college age, but she still was a high school cheerleader and did not age. And then eventually they're like, what if she was interesting at all? And then the actress was like, oh, thank God, I can stop being in a coma for my scenes. I'm taking it.
1: And then one step further, what if she was to redefine lesbian sex on television for all of time? And – there are more people to compete with that. I don't know why. Uh, your final nominee, Cassie, is Jean Smart from Watchmen, who played uh, Lori.
0: Yeah. This is, like, again, when we bring in Watchmen, we're, like, bringing in another caliber of actors. And she is just another, like, scene stealer. Because there were those the scenes where she... I will always remember, like, her going into the booth and, like, just telling jokes to you, Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Like, those scenes are just so unreal. And it's, again, this simple concept where, like, it could fall so flat, but she brings it home in every way. She's unreal.
2: Cassie, I'm glad you brought up a real scene because I was going to quiz you on if you knew who Jean Smart actually was. Why? <laughs> so good yeah. job. Yeah.
1: Why can't we just have a good show with friends? Why are you always <laughs> like, oh, Cassie? I bet you don't know what the fourth word she said in the first sentence of that no, scene. No,
2: just who the actually... character is in the show. <laughs> it's it's a the fair first point. one she knew, Ryan.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint, Mike, as how, uh, like how nominations work. If somebody got nominated, I bet Cassie knows who they are. Let's just remember yeah. that think for the future. Except
0: I failed on the earlier one. Thank you for having my back, yeah, Ryan. All but five I've... got nominated. <laughs> I have proved directly a couple minutes ago that that is not true.
1: Well, Elizabeth Henstrom's got nominated because Cassie will uh, be up late at night walking past me and Mike's cots, and she hears from me and Mike's cots, mm, Elizabeth Hensher, mm. Uh But yeah, Mike, tell me about Gene Smart.
2: Gene Smart is, I, I feel like I only got to know her in the last handful of years, but has probably been crushing acting for decades and injects like this barbed anger into everything she does, but also that is very charismatic to watch. And her is older Lori makes almost too much sense.
1: Now that's the actress Jean Smart, but where do you go to buy cheap blue denim pants?
0: Lees. <laughs> Asked and answered.
1: Alright. <laughs> so, uh, we have uh, Tala Ash from Legends of Tomorrow, Elizabeth Henstridge from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Madeline Petch, Madeline...
2: Grotterbagard.
1: Grobler, Petch from Riverdale, provost Provoschaki from Minota Arp- Earp, and Gene Smart from Watchmen. Mike, who's winning this?
2: I, I think it's got to be the smart,
0: I the would... smart choice. Cassie, smart what do you choice. Think? It's like, it's got to be the smart choice.
1: All right, and your winner for Best Supporting Actress, Shishi of jump 2020, roll, 2020 roll, roll, is roll. it's Gene Smart from Watchmen, mm-hmm. guys. uh... Watchmen did not take a bunch of awards previous to the acting awards, but has now won two acting awards any uh at this point. Does this make Regina King a shoe in?
0: Yes. Yeah, probably.
1: I mean, all of Gene Smart's best scenes were with Regina King, right? Like yeah.
2: And she's the king for a
0: reason. <laughs> Remember that. Remember that for that week.
1: But who is best actor? We don't know. Should we deign to find out?
0: Right now? Right. Let's go right or, to it. Are we saving that?
1: Or sh- or should we cancel the show right now?
0: Yeah, let's do with that one. Eventually, we will figure that out. But coming up next, we got to go through the pull list and talk about all the other shows we watched this week. <laughs> Starting off our pull list is Winona Earp.
1: On this week's episode of Wynona Earp, Winona and Doc are trying to get Peacemaker back. And although they get close, they instead end up between Two Rocks and Rosita. You guys remember Rosita?
2: Was she Doc's wife? No, that no, was
1: That was somebody else. Kate. It was It was like one of I think it, it might have been like Docs like weird vampire fuck buddy or somebody.
2: Bartender friend?
1: Yes, that's Rosita. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jeremy and Waves are trying to get the frog barf out of Hot. <laughs> By the way, guys, before we started recording, I did uh take a Bucinex. and <laughs> I although it pales in comparison to the amount of frog barf that is coming out of Hot's throat, uh well, I like I Tadpoles, I would say, instead of frogs. It's been a Dude, rough night for me.
3: Did
2: you puke every time you try to tell somebody the truth? That I did, yeah. Come out of you?
1: <laughs> but that's sort of normal. Everybody's like, hey, I got a question. Can you tell me the truth? And then I just barf <laughs> everywhere. Uh, meanwhile, Jeremy and Waves are trying to get the frog barf out of Hot, but Hot decides this can only end one way. Having Jeremy drown Hot to death, while Nedley <laughs> chants gibberish while wearing the head of a bear. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did you get all that? Because next week is part two of this two-part finale, and we are covering part two of the finale for the main event. So if you have any questions for me, you should ask them right now.
2: It's a finale?
1: It's a halfway season finale. COVID happened. We're going to – Oh, man. We don't, they don't have any more episodes. This is it. We waited two and a half years for Winona, and then we get these six episodes, and that is it.
2: Uh, yeah, so it's uh, – Ha has a curse on her, and there's like three ways to get the curse off of her – and she decided, and the curse is every time she tries to tell the truth about the thing, she barfs frogs. And so, I'm sorry, I, like,
1: Mike. I asked you to ask a question. Did you watch the episode?
0: He, yeah. He has no questions, sir. All and right. He, I'm just making it like a conspiracy board. I'm trying to connect it all. I'll I'll get there by the time I need to for sure. And if not, I have you as the expert.
1: I specifically said, uh, hey, I texted Mike. I have so, much, so many like, interesting and funny things to say. Please don't watch this episode of Hunter Earp. And yet, here we are, Mike.
2: I didn't read that text. I don't read most of your texts. I didn't I, know I was not supposed to do my job this week.
1: What are the three ways to get hot back to normal?
2: It's uh, drown her, dot, 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 to death. I don't remember the other two. <laughs> what are the uh, other two?
1: Make her like a, a chili. You know, like witches are always like, I have newt.
2: Right. Magic chili, but if they get the measurements wrong, she could die? Right. And then what's the third way?
1: The third one's like a uh, uh, sword to the head or something. I don't know. But uh, Hot will still not say – do you guys hear a frog in somebody's yeah, throat? Yeah, I did while just <laughs> hear frog for sure. Uh, Hot will not say why, like what she got in this transaction from the big bad of the season to get them out of uh, Eden or whatever she did. Right. Uh, I'm not even sure if it helped at all, but Hot owes right, like Hot mm-hmm. owes the dealer, and I don't know if she can pay for it or whatever. But this is this is it. It's it, it, it's no longer this half of the season. This first half of the season is no longer about beating the bad guy. It's about saving Hot,
2: right? And but Waverly doesn't actually want to. Waverly is annoying me in this episode. Why? Uh, being so hot is also at times hypnotizing trying to kill people and Waverly both doesn't want to actually try to save hot even though there's like three ways that are risky but she keeps saying well you'll die if we don't try to save you but i refuse to do any of the ways that might save you
1: right so waverly and- is always on sophie's choice mode uh, she's or like anti sophie's choice she's right. like i'm going to keep both my kids so i'm going to make it so i lose both of my kids
2: and then uh, Hot was going after Winona with a knife. Winona punched Hot in the face, and she started to yell at Winona. I did, like, it just made me so frustrated with Waverly. I was like, there's crazy magic shit going on. You know that. Stop being a fucking butthead.
1: And then Winona, when she was punching Hot, uh, said something that you've said to my wife many times. Uh, Grab a Kleenex, because gingers are going to bleed. That's what you always say right before you punch me. <laughs> and and I don't do. even have a reason to punch you. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not like possessed or anything. Uh, the... <laughs> You just have that mouth on you. The flip side of the show, this episode was Wynona and Doc uh, going after Peacemaker and Wynona realizing multiple times of like, I have to get Peacemaker back because that's when I had direction. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I don't have direction. What do you do without direction?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, that was her job. And the nun, the creep toward nun is like, what if you don't have to do that anymore? And when was like, I don't have skills. Like <laughs> that's kind of the one thing I was good at. So what do you mean by that?
1: Basically, without Peacemaker, her only skill is telling an old, ugly nun that she's old and ugly and a yeah. nun. Like That is really all she has. Uh, but yeah, it's like she wants to do that thing of like it's, it's almost like I've graduated high school. I don't know what to do. Let me get back into high school. Let me find Peacemaker so I can go find another curse. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. The other one that we have in this is that maybe the Earps weren't great. Maybe yeah. that the Earps are as villainous as the Clantons were. And is your job to uh, continue your family's legacy of being a piece of shit or betray your family and actually be a good person, which I I, I see that around today in today's society.
2: It's interesting, but not if the other family's descendants are also being pieces of shit and attacking you. That really takes the nuance out of the scenario.
1: So regardless of uh, whether or not old Erps were bad, Today's Clanton's are very bad, and we should yeah. definitely kill them. Yeah, they're
2: zombifying people, including their own. Because even what? What, what's the girl's name? Rachel, Rebecca,
1: the the magistrate, the governess. No, or, no, the,
2: the girl who like they kind of adopted. Oh yeah, Rachel. Rachel uh, is looking for her boyfriend and finds him as a zombie.
1: It does it- <laughs> does a hardcore horror move thing. Um, he puts his head on her right shoulder, and she turns around left as hard as she can and she's like is anybody there uh rachel so young and dumb
0: <laughs> well ryan do you have a moment of the week
1: moment of the week is doc and winona have to go to a museum and uh seemingly for no reason uh she just screams she's like look at all these nerds they're all fucking nerds uh and then screams at the top of her lungs uh she doesn't even go here which is a reference that we love but i'm not sure why she said it mike do you know
2: it's Because the girls have been catty and mean to her the whole time. And she said, these stupid mean girls, blah, 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 blah. And then later, she yells, she doesn't even go here. Because, like, I think why we love Winona is she knows the full context, but Uh. nobody around her does. (laughs) So they think she's just screaming gibberish.
1: That does remind me of two other people. Uh, And then to follow it up, uh, she gets no reaction. Nobody's laughing at her awesome mean girls ref. So she says, in the middle of a museum, now museum now you don't and then she disappears from the room and that's why i love the we
0: man even just you saying it got me it's fantastic mike do you have a moment of the week
2: uh mine's also went in the line because it's hard not to be uh that a uh, mystery fire started on the couch and she assumes it's because waverly and hot were oh, scissoring. Shit, and she's like well that's why they made lube and everyone's like that's you know that's not what lube is. So yeah, it's that she thinks if you don't use lube, there will be sex fires. Isn't
1: moment of the week? <laughs> you will burn down your house because of all of your dry genitalia rubbing sex. This
0: Jesus, White not it's unreal. It is on Fridays on Sci-Fi. Our next and final show of the week is Umbrella Academy.
2: In episodes two hundred six and two hundred seven of Umbrella Academy, the kids sit down with dinner with dear old dad, and it goes a bad as you'd expect meanwhile the handler tells five she'll help them all get back to a non-apocalyptic 2019 if he kills the board of the time bureau taste buds ask you this is it very silly very hard griefs or very human that they all let personal 60s connections get in their way of heading back to their real timeline
0: i would say I don't know. very I... human is what i was like initially drawn to because it is like they are all just trying to live their lives and it's stuff that they're tied to a lot of it's tied to just like love interest that they have there or kidnapping so you know human stuff
1: the two types of human things Uh i think i get it like my first reaction is oh netflix why make a four episode thing when you can make an eight episode thing and then just like everything is drawn out but i get it like this is so much of the fiction that we've uh encompassed is that you go to some other land and it's a new land and it's not your land and then uh in a week or so you're like i will fight for this land to my death you know it becomes real very quickly
2: and it's for some of them it's been years allison has been married for a year she's been there for two uh vanya also is the first time she's been ever happy in her entire life and diego did get kidnapped that's not on him
0: (laughs) you can't hold that one against him he is trying to start team zero throughout all of this though As this like nerdy little guy,
2: (laughs) yeah, it's no more numbers. We're all Team Zero, and it really, I they get sibling uh, interactions down so well in the show because some people are like, yeah, and other people are like, you fucking idiot.
1: But and like, and number five is definitely that type of sibling where, like, even when you know he's right, even when you go against him. Uh, he looks like a kid and he's being a prick about it. And so fuck you. I'm going to go do I'm going to I have to go say my goodbyes or do whatever as long as you're not happy. What, yeah. Opposite of whatever you say. Number five. That's what I'm going to do.
2: He is a prick kid body in, with a like 60 year old grouchy old man's personality. Like it really is the worst of everything you don't want to listen to.
1: I, get, yeah. I I have to I have to give it up to Kate Walsh, who I was uh, sad that was in this season. I thought we were going to move on. But Kate Walsh consistently sums up number five perfectly of, Oh, that kid with the tall socks. Like anytime she <laughs> brings him up, it's like, Oh, that kid that hikes his Argyle socks up all the way. And that's exactly who number five is. Fucking socks. Get the
0: fuck out of here. It's Fucking unreal. Sucks. But as you were talking about like the family moments, that was probably like one of my favorite moments of the first episode is where they all respond to, you know, his invitation and, and they meet to meet daddy at the dinner table and they just like instantly fall into like their they're like all their insecurities, all that came up as children. They're all just like instantly trying to prove themselves. And the moment where they're like going around and displaying each of their superpowers was like perfect. I love that moment.
1: Not only is it comic book as shit, where you would see this like little yellow panel that would like mm-hmm. describe their panels, but it was also uh, growing up as shit, or having a dad or a mom of like we have spent what do you guys think, like 16, 17 episodes with these people? and yeah. the second daddy's in the room, they revert as hard as they can to be like, do you guys think daddy will like me more than you?
2: Mm-hmm. And I, I, what really worked is that he is a dickhead, does not know any of them, but is fine. Like, he mostly kicks back and watches it happen. They do it to each other and themselves, because he doesn't have that dad power of them, because he doesn't really know them. He, like, I think the one he calls out is Diego, and then the rest all just revert instantly. And he's like, okay, I'll watch this happen.
3: Yeah. And-
1: the most sibling thing possible to happen was Vanya started to, like, rev up and do her thing. And everybody's like, no, 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 that means the end of the world. And then instead, she just blew up, like, the fruit basket mm-hmm. in the middle of the table and fruit shot everywhere. And they were like, okay, world's not over. But fucking Vanya, now we're covered in fruit. Like, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? That was still unnecessary.
3: <laughs>
0: The most family moment was Allison showing her power by making Diego punch himself in his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was a perfect one. That was exactly, like, that's the only way to use that power 100%. Because
1: if you've had a younger sibling, you've made them punch themselves in the face with <laughs> your arm, but she did it without touching whatsoever.
2: Uh, speaking of Allison, how did, the, so her and Ray reconnect. How did you guys feel with that? Do you want to hang out with Ray more? Is it very sweet? Do you wish they could just ride off into the sunset?
0: Yeah, I I love those two together. It's been one of my favorite parts, like her story and like getting her whole life in the 60s has been like one of my favorite parts of this. So I do I do enjoy them together and I enjoy that they like it it was weird cuz the moment where they start like abusing her power to go try on shirts and like have like an yeah. awesome day, like it's definitely crossing a line, but you are just so delighted to get them to see them be able to do this. Like I would I would watch a whole series with them, I feel.
1: And very different than Rumor has it you will burn your hand forever until I tell you to stop. Like, that's a very different thing. And the other thing, too, is that uh, the first season wanted us to root for Luther and Allison, right? Like, we want them to be together. But then the second season, and Allison, like, being hesitant to go back or leave Ray, is that in her timeline, she made no choices. And although that, like, uh, the 2000s are better for her based on her gender and her race, in this Timeline. She decided to marry Ray. She decided Ray. to go sit at that bar. Oh, like there's no. Uh, it all. Yeah, there's no media or other superheroes on her team or no dad like uh, deciding you should go do this. She got to do it all.
2: It's not I, just deciding. It is be, she in the original timeline. She rumored the shit out of everybody to become an even bigger celebrity, which is why like I the, the way she worked it like it's all fun with Ray, and she didn't want to at first, and it, it does show that it's like a drug because by the time they go back to that diner he's like, hey, stop, 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 and she can't. Like, it doesn't look like she's in full control of herself anymore, because I do think once you just make people do things, why would you stop making people do things?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they're their ending ended up hitting so much harder because they brought that in. You know how her past, she did just make, she rumored everybody. And he had the moment where he asked, like, did you use it on me? And that was just, like, so heartbreaking to see that. And then her to be like, you know, obviously no, and her to try to get him to come to the new time. And he was like, this is my place. Like, it was just, it was perfect.
1: I mean, like, first of all, did you believe her when she said, no, I've never done it to you? Yeah,
2: because she hadn't used her power in two years. Since Vanya cut her throat, she hadn't used her power until she told the t- cop to stop beating Ray
1: and second of all think about uh Ray's response like Allison I love you you're my life uh I'd rather have I think he said at one point in these two episodes I'd rather have a week with you than mm-hmm. a lifetime with somebody else mm-hmm. uh and then have to say no go I'm not going with you I I need to stay here like that's pretty hardcore
2: yeah would but would, I mean would you jump 40 years in the future for one person versus your entire life
1: for Cassie, yes. For Mike, no.
0: <laughs> Thank you. But there was just, like, so many, like, heartbreaking moments in this one, too, because we also got, we found out when Klaus, he regets, gets um, David comes to see him, and we find out that he is the reason that, like, he was a direct effect. We're, f- like, seeing, we're, I like that we finally got to see the effects of these, them being in this timeline mm-hmm. and the effect that they're having. And with Klaus, it was, like, he ended up being the result as to why he signed up so quick, which is just, like, devastating.
1: Which I bet Ben would have told him if he listened to Ben for more than six seconds.
0: Yeah, it was this is like our first
2: real Ben episode is episode seven. How do you guys feel hanging out with Ben more?
3: It
1: pisses me off that we didn't hang out with him for the last four episodes. Like yeah. Ben should be part of the ensemble. He's such a fucking dork. And he's yeah. so he's so precious and uh everybody else in his family has all these peccadillos and he like he can see them all, which is sort of like his thing you know is like oh you guys are also embarrassing which is what makes him embarrassing yeah i want more ben for sure
2: so yeah just for the listeners so ben possesses klaus to hook up with the love of his life jill as klaus he tells her she is a virgin and then did we talk about this on air already uh jill uh tells him she's like but we had a three-way yesterday and ben has to confront that klaus is really
3: just a dirtbag <laughs>
1: just be like okay uh, that, that was Klaus, that was but it's fine. I'm still in love with you. Uh, and then we should just kiss. We should just gently kiss like we're in love instead of having another three way. We also got um, one of my favorite movies of all time is All of Me, where Lily Tomlin takes uh, over half of Steve Martin's brain. And then we just have to watch Steve Martin go down the street, half in control of his body, but Lily Tomlin's in control of the other one. Uh, watching Klaus run down alleyways, uh, trying to like, uh, Ben is trying to stay in, Klaus is trying to get him out. That that was some pretty good acting, I would say. Mm -hmm. Just watching him do that disco-esque dancing of, please, (laughs) please. He's got the body
0: that could just flail around so well for that. Like, it's so natural for him. For sure. Uh, And then we got in the other episode, we get to see Five just be absolutely brutal and destroy the entire, like, leads of the Time Commission. And, like, how was that scene felt pretty comic book to me.
2: Yeah, that scene was fucking awesome.
0: A little kick a little,
1: ass.
2: Little kid in knee socks kick assing his way through it. And we never saw the axe hit anybody's body. We just kept seeing we'd hear a sound and then see the uh, repercussions.
1: Yeah. I guess, yeah, that was that was the big surprise is like how not brutal it was. And that's probably because it doesn't take place in a hallway. Like violence can only happen in hallways.
2: Mm-hmm. That's the rule of comic book shows.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: But overall, like, I felt like the first episode for me was stronger. The other one didn't have, like, as much happen, I don't think, except for, like, that kick-ass moment. That was, like, about it for that one.
1: Well, I I guess the issue with the second one that we watched, which is eight, seven?
2: Six and seven. Seven,
1: yeah. So seven was that uh, we had to deal with the family being frustrated with each other. The three that made it to the alley were frustrated with the other three, but we also knew why they were held up. Right. It was a lot of, like we weren't as frustrated as the characters were.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll we start to wrap this up. Ryan, do you have a moment of the week?
1: Yeah, my moment of the week is easy. Uh, I wanted to see all that violence that number five did to the boardroom. Uh, I didn't get to see it, but what I did get to do is see him say, what are you, a pet? Pets are dogs. Pets are squirrels. Pets are lions or tigers. They're not fucking fish. And watching this motherfucker bash uh Head aquarium full of one fish was absolutely amazing. Get fish the fuck out of here, guys! <laughs>
2: <laughs> fish out the new birds.
0: Get them out. Oh, um, Mike, what about you? You got a moment of the week?
2: Yeah, I have one for each episode. Uh, the 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 the, the heart group showing off their powers for Daddy was a fucking delightful moment in se- like it's not just here's our powers, but here's our characters to to line it all up at once is a show doing it right. And then, yeah, it's it's five. Really enjoying. It's not just the brutality of him running around that boardroom. Is that he is? It's the first time we've seen him happy. Is he is murdering <laughs> all these old fucks
1: since he had a mannequin for a wife?
2: Right, never Dolores. Forget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so he glad might you be fucked up, name. guys. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, my moment of the week is actually when uh Kate Walsh, the like handler, they're playing bingo at the old people's home or whatever. And she ends yeah. up winning and just ends up, she like stands up and yells, bingo, you old shitbags, which is just like, <laughs> she's lived every dream I've ever wanted to do. That's all, that's like <laughs> on my bucket list now. And she got to Guys, it. it,
1: it doesn't matter what the rest of your life is. If it's uh, crazy or boring, when you win bingo, you fucking stand up and you celebrate like you <laughs> are Michael Jordan winning the Olympics of the universe. Like you got, <laughs> you just got bingo.
0: It's so great. Uh, this show is also great. It is on Netflix. We are watching it two by two by week, and you should as well and that is it for the pull list guys you We have done it. We've made it through the whole show so of whoop. course, yet yeah. whoop whoop Mike <laughs> double whoops for that and double whoops for the websites. Can you tell us about some websites?
2: Yes, go to www.com yourpopfilter.com to get everything we put out throw on a slash Amazon on the back end that's how you do your shopping for your Lysol wipes and toilet paper from now on if you want to help us out a little more directly go to patreon.com slash yourpopfilter Uh, pick a tier get some extra content it's a whole lot of fun if you want to see the return of or I guess if you're a non-patron you've never if you want to meet my and Ryan's sons Their adventures do continue over on
1: Patreon.
0: You're beautiful boys. We get them actually on the podcast, and it is a true delight.
1: Or if you never want to hear from them again, (laughs) voice off.
0: (laughs) And uh, Ryan, can you tell us about the other shows?
1: Yes, we have so many other shows. Please, thank you so much for listening to the Superhero Show Show. Make, Make sure that you're subscribing and rating and reviewing. It helps us out so much while you're doing that. Movie of the year is where me and Mike and others, can't remember everybody's name, uh, go through what is the single greatest movie of any given year. And then, of course, A Natural 20s, where Cassie and somebody and somebody else go over what is the single greatest moment of your 20s while rolling dice of any given year. <laughs> Subscribe, rate, it. review. Thank you.
0: And Mike, can you tell us about social media?
2: At your pop filter on Twitter on Instagram. End of list.
0: That is it. We also got an email. It's contact at your pop filter. Let us know your opinions. Let us know your opinions of us. Whatever you want, you go ahead and write it. Send it. We don't I care. I can't handle that. <laughs> send your opinions of me and Ryan, but not my. Keep those to yourself. Write them down and burn them, please. Uh, next week we got a big episode. We are talking about as we talked earlier the halfway finale of One Nine One Why Nona Irp also giving away the shushy for best actor and we just kept trying to cope with no more smallville so come join us as we try to work through that it's it's a rough time for us and we need your support thank you for listening to this episode for mike i'm ryan for ryan i am me for me i am me bye everyone